Hello, and thanks so much for joining me for another episode of Face the Facts with April Moss. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for valuing my independent journalism. And I want to thank my sponsors as well for providing Face the Facts for you today. And this is how they do it. I want you to head over to MyPillow.com, use promo code APRIL. You're going to save up to 66% off. But even better, you're going to be investing your money into a Made in America products and a wonderful patriot, Mike Lindell, who is fighting for our country. So please head over to mypillow.com, use promo code April at checkout. You're going to save money and you're supporting American made products. And I also would like to thank Holy Hydrogen. This is a phenomenal at home hydrogen system that has been researched uh, repeatedly from the Japanese. You can head over to their website holyhydrogen.com. Use promo April at checkout. You'll get $100 off of an at-home hydrogen system. And when you head over to their website, click on the tab that says research. There are files after files of research on how hydrogen has impacted people's lives for the better, helping them cure diseases of the liver, brain, um, heart, kidneys, so many vital organs. So if you're struggling with arthritis, high blood pressure, or anything else, uh, make sure you head over to their website today. Take a look and read about the benefits of hydrogen and how you and your entire family can benefit from an at-home system. Again, that's holyhydrogen.com, promo code APRIL for $100 off of an at-home hydrogen system. Well, let's get right into today's show. Again, so excited to talk to you today about a critical topic that is really blowing up across the country. One of the topics that I get contacted about almost weekly from parents across the nation is the topic of critical race theory. Now, many people, as we continue to talk about this and dating the public school system, many people will say, well, we don't teach critical race theory in our schools at all. But what you need to understand is that they are changing the terms of this framework, okay? Critical race theory was a college course offered in colleges, okay? Nothing wrong with that. But now uh, this Marxist agenda is infiltrating into the public school systems. Several weeks ago, I did a story on Rochester Community Schools. Now, this is in Michigan, Rochester, Michigan, where concerned parents and teachers were noticing that there was a lot of uh, these social justice buzzwords and um, diversity, equity, and inclusion kind of, kind of talk and rhetoric uh, within the classroom and also in teacher training. Now, I interviewed Superintendent Bob Shaner uh, just several weeks ago to ask him clearly why this was being taught within his school district. And uh, you can listen to that episode. I've already posted it here. Uh, he said several things. He said that critical race theory was not being taught. And he also uh, could not give me information on a class that they just added this past year in 2020, which is a gender studies class. He couldn't tell me anything about the curriculum whatsoever. So today I am joined by a concerned parent uh, whose child is within the Rochester Community Schools District. She's actually gone to bat to try to get some information from the district about this class. So we're gonna talk with her today. Again, so glad you're here. And let me introduce you to Carol Beth Lake Kahui. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, April. Happy to be here. 
Well, it's a pleasure. And I want to say first off that I'm so proud of you for being a parent that got involved, that when you found out that something wasn't right and didn't sound right, um, you actually did something about it instead of shoving it under the rug. So I commend you for that. And um, we need more parents like you to step up and care about their kids enough to, to know that, you know, it's not okay for them to be indoctrinated with racist teachings. So Carol Beth, let's talk about, um, you know, the, the journey that you've been on the last couple of months with Rochester Community Schools District. Tell me about when you first learned about the class that they are offering that's called Gender Studies, correct? That's right, yeah. Um, I had no idea there was a class like this um, in the high schools, but it was in August. It, it was on a social media post. I saw one of the teachers at the high school do a post of some books she was really excited to use in this new history of ethnic and gender studies class. And I thought to myself, history of ethnic and gender studies, that's that's different. So this was a new course. And when I looked at the grouping of books, I was concerned by the titles and the descriptions. I looked them up. I haven't read any of these books, but I was seeing a lot of those buzzwords that we're kind of familiar with. And I'm concerned about the idea of critical theory like seeping into class curriculum, but mm -hmm. I never would have expected it in Rochester. I thought this was a problem, you know, happening elsewhere in other parts of the nation. Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to jump to any conclusions. So I reached out to administration to talk about it and try to get some answers. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I'd like to address because um, one of the things that Dr. Shaner, the superintendent mentioned to me is that he really wants parents to reach out to him. He, he really made it clear that parents were not communicating with him and were not coming to him with their concerns and that they were only talking about it on social media. So um, that's why I really thought it was important to have you on the show today, because again, we want to provide people with context. We want to provide a fair and balanced report. And so tell me about what you've done, your course of action. Um, this is well before we started interviewing Dr. Shaner you actually were in direct communication with him. Yeah, I, I started the process by writing. I wrote to Dr. Shaner. I wrote to the board. I asked about this class. I showed a picture. I cropped a picture of the books and I showed him that. I, I took out parts of the description that concerned me. And I just asked him, you know, like, when was this course approved and um, what kind of oversight is being done? Like, was there a curriculum purchased? Um, so I was just asking questions to Dr. Shaner. Which, by the, the way, board. is a very valid question for any parent to ask. Hey, we noticed you offered this new class. I'm, I'm just interested. Could you please tell me about what this class is all about? I mean, you're not asking right. for, you know, private information about you know, a teacher's residence or something like that. This is no, 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 no. general information that parents should be made aware of. Yes. And honestly, it's nothing personal against any of the teachers either. Nothing mm -hmm. having to do with people. It's it's really just what what's going on in this class. So mm -hmm. um, a few different administrators reached out to me. The DEI director reached out to me and the secondary director of ed reached out to me to talk about this class. Mm -hmm. And we exchanged many different emails about it. They would tell me, oh, don't you have nothing to worry about? Multiple viewpoints are being represented in this class. Mm -hmm. And I would say, was there a curriculum purchase? And they said, no, there's no curriculum purchase for this class. Um, the class will be offered at all three high schools, but it will be taught differently depending on the teacher who is teaching it. 
Each teacher will choose their own resources and kind of give their own spin. The only thing in common is they'll have this pacing guide that will kind of tell what topics they're supposed to cover. So there the is some sort of framework for the class then. Yes. And um, the secondary director of ed did send me the pacing guide. It's a course outline, but there's really not very much on it. Like it says okay. like gender identity is one topic or raising the voices of marginalized groups is one topic. Um, but it, it there's nothing too substantive on that course outline to tell you like what are we actually learning about mm -hmm. those topics. It's just a list of topics basically and the okay. course description. Now, Dr. Shainer had told me that if parents want information about a class, they should submit a FOIA request, which I mm -hmm. thought was quite interesting considering, it, you know, you're a, parent, a concerned parent whose child is in the district. It shouldn't be this hard to understand what, what the curriculum is that their, their child is being taught. But you went ahead and you followed that direction and you submitted a FOIA. Tell me what happened with that FOIA request. Well, first I asked informally, I, would, I just kept asking for what materials are being used. And I asked the DEI director four different times and they passed me to some different people. And eventually, yeah, they did direct me to send a FOIA request. So I, I sent my FOIA request and I always asked for material that had been distributed to students in the past. I would ask for things like teacher lesson plans, readings, viewings, and assignments in the course. Basically, if I were a student in the course, what would I be reading? What would I be writing about? What would I be discussing? You know? Mm -hmm. um, so my first FOIA request that I got back, they sent me one thing. They sent me a lesson plan for the first two weeks of class. Okay. And in that lesson plan, again, there was nothing substantive about the subject matter of the course. It was all getting to know you activities. It was like mm -hmm. make a marshmallow tower, play rock, paper, scissors, make a paper chain. This was um, a high school course? It was a high school course. There was even a YouTube video um, about like a dinosaur. It was like a children's book being read on YouTube with a dinosaur eating children. And the kids were supposed to discuss this YouTube video. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, but um, they had 9-11 observance. That's good. But still, nothing on the first two weeks of lesson plans tells me anything about ethnic or gender studies. So yeah, it sounds like really something my 13-year-old would come up with as a curriculum plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Now, beyond that point, oh, and the only other materials I had gotten, the secondary director of ed freely shared with me a gender presentation that was um, from the teacher training for the course, okay. which was a biased one-sided viewpoint, the mm -hmm. gender training from August, and that course outline that I already told you about. So those were the materials I had gotten. Um, beyond that point, every time I would send a FOIA request, and at this point, I've made FOIA requests between August 30th and November 12th, they mm -hmm. would say no documents exist pertaining to my request. And that doesn't make any sense because right. on the very limited amount of information that I have, I know that there are supposed to be case studies given to students. There's supposed to be bell work. There's supposed to be daily questions. There's supposed to be stuff on Google Classroom. Um, and I've been specifically requesting Google Classroom too. I'm not getting any of that information. So, okay. so you're just being stonewalled at this point. Right. It's, it's mm -hmm. obvious that documents do exist, but I'm just not getting them. Okay. Yeah, it's quite concerning when a parent can't get 
the information that is being presented to children within the district when your tax dollars are going towards this education system that you're not privy to learn about, apparently. Right. Um, and the so, secrecy is the most most concerning thing to me at this point, because yeah. if, if you're proud of the curriculum that you're using, why not present it to parents and show us why this is a valuable, good thing for everybody to be learning? Like, mm -hmm. um, if there's nothing to hide, then why all of the secrecy? Right. No, it's definitely a question that needs to be asked. And um, I know you've been speaking at several Board of Education meetings, and I asked Dr. Shainer if he attends those meetings. He says yes, he attends most of them. So he's clearly hearing your concerns, and uh, you had some direct emails with him as well. Um, so there has been communication back and forth. Um, However, it seems like where where do we stand now? You know, they're rejecting the FOIA request. Um, what is what is your plan or your course of action moving forward? Um, that's a good question because once my FOIA requests were denied, I actually did have a conversation with the FOIA coordinator and the secondary director of ed on the phone. And on the phone, the FOIA coordinator confirmed to me that she's not planning to ask the teacher for any of these materials and that all of my future requests and my appeals to the superintendent will be denied. And okay. Um, <laughs> so that was really, really strange to hear. Um, I did like this. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I did. I, I was going to say I did appeal all of these responses to the superintendent. Mm -hmm. And as far as communication with him is concerned, that's been so disappointing to me, too, because like I said, I wrote him that initial letter. I wrote him some other emails. I sent him all my appeals. The only communication I've heard back from him are formal letters of denying my appeals. He has okay, so not not a not a hey, let's come and sit down and have coffee. We'll go over the the, the plan, or I'll have you sit down in a meeting with our diversity, equity, inclusion director who who knows all of this. None yeah, of that. he gave me one phone call and left a voicemail for me back in October. And I called him back and left him a message, but we've never been able to connect on the phone. Okay. All I've heard are the formal appeal denials. Okay. So Carol Beth, you know, would you consider pulling your kids, your kids out of Rochester schools at this point? I mean, it seems like you're, you're hitting a brick wall or I know not everybody can just pull their kids out of school, but um, at this point, what's your next step? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Um, my husband really, really doesn't want to. And I really don't want to either because I do love Rochester mm -hmm. schools. I, I wish that um, there was a way to just make sure we don't have these kinds of problems going forward. I think that right. parents need to like to open their eyes and see what's going on and take an interest um, because. I, I'm just so, I'm just floored by what's happening, but mm -hmm. I went to Rochester schools myself. I had a great education there. My kids yeah. love their teachers this year and I love their, their school where mm -hmm. they go. So I really don't want to pull them from school. I want to help mm -hmm. make it better. And I don't want to abandon all the kids that are there either that really, you know, need this help. So I'm hoping we can just help fix what's broken right now. And we need parents like you that are willing to put up that fight. Um, and certainly it's an important, it's a, definitely an important thing. Really quick though, um, before we go, we were talking earlier before we started recording and you were sharing with me a little bit about the process that usually the school would have to go through to get a class approved.
approved um, mm -hmm. to even be taught. And one of the things that you found out in your research was that this gender studies class was not even approved by the Board of Education. Can you speak to that? That's right. Yeah, I, I sent in a FOIA request during my process asking for the Board of Education meeting minutes and agenda when this class was approved. I asked for the survey that was sent to students about it that they told me, you know, the students showed interest in the class. I asked for a list of everybody who approved it, all documentation pertaining to this. And the district sent me back that no records exist. So, and I looked through board meeting minutes myself um, through the last school year, I was not able to find anything in the board meeting minutes of when this class was approved. And this was really strange because more than one administrator told me that this class would have had to have been approved before being listed in course offerings. But apparently no documents exist about any kind of approval process for adding or removing classes. So well, I, I do know when I talked to Dr. Shainer, um, he did say in our interview that he was approached by, I guess, students who wanted this class, and so he approved it. Now, I don't know um, what kind of paperwork trail, right, was left with that approval or if it was a verbal approval, but um, it seems to be a student-led, at least in his words, it was a student-led request. Yeah, that's interesting because um, an administrator told me that teachers distributed a survey to students, and then students indicated interest in the class. So mm -hmm. that's a slightly okay. different spin on the same <laughs> story, but I guess we'll never know because no documents exist. So it's, it's quite peculiar. And uh, again, a follow up to um, the original story that that I did about two weeks ago um, regarding the professional development a day where the teachers had to go and undergo a diversity, equity, inclusion, professional development in which a slide was shown to them of a white supremacy pyramid. Um, in which the speaker was telling the teachers that basically if you have white skin, you're a white supremacist uh, based mm -hmm. off of the slide. Um, that was our original story. And so much, I feel like it's like an onion. <laughs> so many layers um, are here within the Rochester Community School District right now. Um, we're seeing a lot of, of multiple issues um, as this agenda, it seems like a, a far left agenda is infiltrating into the school system. Um, certainly, we'll continue to, uh, to to stay posted on what happens here within the district, and um, hopefully, you know, we will start to see some traction um, where your voices are heard. Because it seems like they're listening to you, they're they're hearing you, but there's no there's no action at this point being done to remedy this type of curriculum. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just hope more and more people can start speaking up if you see things that are not looking right. If you see that, you know, that they're trying to insert things in the curriculum with this oppressed oppressor mentality where you just put people in groups based on immutable characteristics like skin mm -hmm. color or gender or class, it's not fair or right to do that to people. Like we mm -hmm. should, I wish we could just get back to, you know, the original principles of the civil rights mo movement where we're looking for equal opportunity for all you know, where we can judge people on character rather than the color of their skin. You know, we've um, this divisiveness is really damaging. And I just hope we can unify and work together towards good solutions. <laughs> well, Carol Beth, thank you so much for joining us today. So value you and um, really appreciate your input. Continue to keep fighting the good fight. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, April.